live from our nation's capital. This is Ottawa's Wrestling Radio Show. This is CKDJ's Wrestling with Ideas. Shockmaster and the Music Man. Welcome back to the podcast here. Uh, this is a little segment where we're interviewing a very uh, special guest, uh, Junior Benito. Been on the show before. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys? I'm very good. Colin? I'm as good as can be for someone who only slept an hour and a half last night. But that's <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we're going to just basic interview. I'm going to ask you like just a conversation, really. Not really an interview. It's just kind of like. We're just chilling, you know, a little bit of promotion, events right. and stuff. Cool, cool. Um, so it's 2020. Yeah. That's uh yeah, that's it's a big it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um now a lot of people have New Year's resolutions for like their lives and stuff. Whatever. Do you have any for like this year in being a wrestler? Um do you as in just goals, right? Just Yeah, goals, things you want to see happen for yourself, things you want to work on uh honestly from what one thing i've done like throughout my career was just never have really goals just to go with the flow because like yeah. everything that's been going on in my career up until now just has just kind of happened i've never really asked for it mm-hmm. so just like just stay patient and keep working always make sure you're always being the hardest worker in the room mm-hmm. and then all the goals accomplished before you even know it so yeah mm-hmm. that's how i go with it <laughs> yeah so like you've you've had a pretty good last how, how long have you been wrestling two years one year uh it's gonna it's been a year since november so it's around almost a year and a half right? okay a year and a half you've been pretty busy with it right like that's fair to say yeah pretty yeah. often like pretty often like uh, a couple like one or two times a month maybe maybe more uh wrestling wise yeah i try to wrestle at least i try my best to get booked at least once a weekend oh wow so okay. yeah Hopefully wow. that, that becomes a cycle. So yeah, like how often do you get once a weekend? Is that like normal? Yeah, yeah. F- uh, for the next month or two, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be that just once a week. Do you have to travel a lot? Like, do you go out of Ottawa for it often? Or yeah, it thankfully of- I'm I'm getting noticed by some bookers in Montreal. Okay, one of them is in Barrie as well. I'm getting mm. booked there, so it's gonna be pretty pretty fun road trip. Yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. That's cool, actually. Barrie's uh, I didn't know they had a big scene. Well, I mean, it's part of the GTA scene, though, yeah, right? Yes, like yeah. wrestling. If there's a bigger scene in Ontario than Ottawa Gatineau, yeah, it's the GTA. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you're getting one. You're trying to get one booking a week. Yeah. Or one booking a weekend. This week is this week specifically. You've got two actually. Yeah. True. So why yeah. don't you go into detail a little bit first about your match on? Well, you're you're going to the show Friday for C4. Yes. You're going to get to meet your childhood hero, Too Cold Scorpio, once again, this time as a wrestler, not just as a fan. What does that mean to you? Not Uh, necessarily as a wrestler, but just as a fan. It's a pretty cool thing to think about, honestly, because I remember just meeting up with him back then when I was just volunteering at the shows. He just looked at me as the random kid that Mm -hmm. was helping. So it's going to be cool to conversate with him as a a worker now instead of just a fan. So it's going to be cool. That that that's actually a really cool like dynamic of yeah. being, like growing up and then <laughs> yeah wow um who are you wrestling at C four at C four it's still uh, undetermined I okay. believe I might just be a pre show match by the looks <laughs> of it but e- even if just that is cool because yeah. then I get to wrestle as the first match on the on the of the night then yeah. just enjoy the show as like and just analyze what's going on just yeah because like having to getting the opportunity to watch every match you get to see what happens and you can learn many things especially yeah. when i see some people that i i, I learn from in general all the time mm-hmm. guys like um Stu uno and Stu, guys like yeah Tuko scorpio of course uh kobe durst all those guys i always learn something from them when i watch them so that's Something. What's uh what's the feeling back not back like backstage and stuff with Stu and Uno being in AEW now? Is there kind of like a oh we can't like like these guys are above us kind of thing or is it still do they make it cool? Uh I'll be honest, uh nothing's really changed. It's just mm-hmm. the same thing as before. I'm sure they don't they wouldn't want it to be any different as well. Yeah. Because if it would change, then it, some things would be negative, some things would be positive. So mm-hmm. I'd rather just I'm sure they them as well, they want to just keep it how it is because everything's cool. They concentrate on their match and then yeah, just yeah. going with the flow. Do you wanna So going on to this Saturday, you've yeah. got an appearance in the annual acclaim pro wrestling rumble yeah 
Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of your sort of fellow, I don't want to say classmates, but a lot of sort of the people that are around your same generation are also in this. Yeah. Like, I believe Cable's in there. Uh, I hope so, but there's a chance now because he's booked everywhere and in Montreal as well. So. Okay. Mm. Um, well, I know Le Duc is. He's yeah. there. McRae is in there. Yeah, very true. Which, stay tuned, guys. Next week, we do have an interview with the hot stepper. Um, <laughs> A couple of other names that I'm forgetting right now. What is it like to have opportunities in both of Ottawa's premier promotions, so to speak? You have C4 where you can sort of entertain everybody that's there. And then you have a claim. I've, I've always kind of looked at a claim as sort of almost, I don't want to call it like a proving ground, but somewhere mm. where you can almost cut your teeth in a specific way. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah, true. But um, to answer your question, I believe it's 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 pretty fun having to rest on a, in a claim because it's the crowd is they're very they either they don't really like you at all so they, they they're not going to respond to anything you do or they, mm. they're just going to cheer for you 100 percent with their other all their heart and thankfully they're cheering for me so that's something cool <laughs> yeah you've got a bit of a fan base now like, yeah you know, following yeah it'll be my second rumble going into uh this saturday so it's gonna be fun like second rumble ever or in acclaim uh, not in acclaim, but in my in my career actually. Yeah, last he was time. in the one at uh, Chinlock. Yeah, yeah, last time you were here, you were talking about that one. Okay, yeah. so, and you were talking about Mark Henry. I listened to the last interview. <laughs> I, I did, just like I did this morning. <laughs> yeah, as a, on the bus. But yeah. going back to acclaim for a quick second, um, there was a match that happened since we last spoke. It was back on, I believe, I want to say that it was close to Halloween in October yeah, at yeah, Acclaim October. Pro Wrestling. Um. Well, Talk to us a little bit about, I'm unsure as to sort of the format of that match. Was it supposed to be sort of like an open challenge or did they not tell you who your opponent was until you got out there? Yeah, so funny story. So the whole the whole point of that night and f for me in general was for Junior not to know who he's facing. Okay. Until like the day of. So they posted on, on the Instagram page, Junior Benny's going to be in action. And like for me, I was like, their, their goal is to not tell me my opponent. So I'm yeah. like, okay, we'll see how it goes. Then the cards posted that on the day of the show it says junior benito versus Stu grayson and i was just like man that's crazy so, so like my heart started beating yeah out. breaking the fourth wall for a quick bit here you only found out that you were facing Stu when you got to the show that day yeah yeah wow jesus christ that's we watched the match yeah it was on youtube <laughs> you sent it to me at four o'clock in the fucking at morning one day <laughs> on i'm just YouTube like 4 a.m bold of you to assume i haven't already watched this match like five times <laughs> yeah it was uh it, it was, was impressive man yeah i'm sure it was the goal of that of that like little rib that they pulled was to see how i could perform under pressure and under a last minute situation type of yeah. thing yeah yeah so yeah I, I hope I did okay. Well, you, <laughs> judging by the reaction, I've heard numerous fans that I've spoken to of the Ottawa Gatineau scene mention that as either one of their favorite matches of the year on the indie scene or their favorite match of the year on the Ottawa Gatineau indie scene. And the lights, the flickering lights oh, have sorry, returned. They're flickering. Yeah. This happens all the time. Oh. Um. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite match? If like you could just pop one in your head? I'm sure that's hard, but like Well like I'm I've been asked that question a lot actually for yeah. the last couple months. But um I'll I'll give the same answer just cuz like every match it was such a different dynamic and it was so many different things to learn from. Yeah. So that's why it was really hard for me to have a favorite. I'd rather just I cuz every match I learned so much from. There's such a little little piece of information that I've learned from. So I don't really have a favorite match. Yeah. Just yeah. Um but like yeah okay that that's that's makes a lot of sense i mean i mean like picking favorites of anything is hard like yeah, we just did hard. our our award show that you were a part of you sent us a, a oh, submission yeah. for it. Yeah. thank you for that yeah. that was uh, again um yeah picking stuff uh it's not always easy mm -hmm. and um i mean at least you're taking something away from matches yeah. with Stu. like with i've seen a, a bunch of your matches you know yeah thankfully they're on youtube so if you want guys go check it out yeah it's either <laughs> youtube you have a page set up a page no actually i just uh, thankfully yeah. just people that some people that i've wrestled have their own pages yeah. and they post the matches yeah and some wrestling promotions post the match so thankfully i'm getting a small little bunch of matches yeah because the acclaim posted that Stu grayson match that's how i saw which it. is mm -hmm. one of the first matches they've posted in a yeah, while that's yeah so i didn't really realize i'm not gonna i don't want to be an ass here i didn't <laughs> uh know about acclaim 
Really? Yeah. Like I, at uh, all? I heard of it, but I didn't know it was in Ottawa. Oh, Jesus <laughs> so Christ. I thought it was either like a Toronto or Montreal no. thing. Mm. So then they posted and I was like, okay, cool. You know, Benito's getting out there. And then I uh, went to the Instagram page and it was like Ottawa. I was like, oh man, I should start going to that then. Um, yeah. You should. It's a very good one. It's a yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was uh, trying to get tickets for this one, like this one coming up. On Friday. Um, but it's sold out before I could go. So I'm sadly not going to be at that one. Oh, with the so, Acclaim show. Yeah, Acclaim. I'm going to be at C4. It'll be fun. Cool, cool. Um, You posted on your Instagram a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. With the thumbs up. Yeah. Are you uh thinking about putting together a little merch shop or anything? Progressing uh, tees? No. I, uh, I don't think I'm that like, because I don't really level. know the process to really get to the progressing tees selling yeah, yeah. shirts there. So right now I'm just at the at the beginner level. Like I made some shirts. I got contacted with some a good friend of mine and he made some shirts for me. So now I'm selling that at the show at the shows that I wrestle at. Can you pass us his contact info? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll get to that after. Yeah. We'll get to that after the show. Sure. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so like how many how many shirts did you make? Oh, uh, we made uh, like around 20 just to see how they would sell. Yeah. So far they a lot of people have been talking about buying them, but I haven't been able to to con- to meet up with them to eventually sell it, but at the wrestling shows they've sold a lot, so that's really I'm really thankful for that. I've gotten some money to to save up to buy some more shirts and also buy some some junk food too. So that was, that was oh, good. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the good old <laughs> Yeah. good stuff. What's your favorite kind of junk food these days? Oh, McDonald's, man. You got to yeah. go to the roots always. Go got to go to the roots. Yeah, man. Are you uh, are you a Nuggets? Oh, you're a Big Mac guy. Yeah, I'm a okay. Big Mac guy. Nice. Quarter pounders aren't really my groove, but you know I yeah. go through it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I realize this is kind of an important thing that we didn't really talk about last interview, but I thought it'd be kind of an interesting thing because it's like, yeah, <laughs> how was the reaction you got from like peers at school? Um, mm. It's family, you know, like yeah. that must be a talking saying i'm gonna be yeah. a wrestler i mean i tell people <laughs> i watch wrestling and yeah. i get the like oh what but saying sure. i'm gonna be a wrestler is completely different yeah, so uh, what's that reaction different. like okay so it's like t- all, all separated into two categories so the first category is with school like when i would tell my teachers that i want to be a wrestler they'd be like oh cool and they're like and i tell them it's the hulk hogan stuff they're like they they always giggle like oh my goodness that's so cool it's like mm-hmm. really extravagant it's a sp- spectacle and stuff like that so i wish you the best of luck and all some teachers were very supportive as well some would actually ne- someone never there was never a teacher that discouraged me actually so i was very thankful for that nice and for the friends they um because you know when you're a kid everyone's dreaming big some people want to be musicians triple threat as in like they want to sing act dance and all that oh yeah like i've met a bunch of people like that and sadly their interest in that diminished when like they started graduating and stuff but i was kind of the only one that really kept it alive and a couple other people kept their dreams alive wanting to be stand-up comedians actresses actors so i i I made sure to stick with them as much as i could because they dreamed big just like i wanted to dream big so like i still support them and i keep in touch with them today as much as i can and they're very supportive so i'm good and with my my family when i told them i wanted to be a wrestler they since the day one they were telling me do it you can Mm -hmm. follow your dream because my i have brothers and sisters that are uh really big high achievers as well so Mm -hmm. they want to become musicians one wants to be a boxer a lot of uh, big dreamers, you know. Yeah, so that's cool. So yeah, I have a lot of good, a very good support system. Yes, yeah, so you've always had that. Like, yeah, that's good. That's it's that's super yeah, important. But I feel. there were some people at school though that didn't really believe in it. They were just like, "Oh man, this like, what do you mean, dude? There this is crazy." But I told them when when they tell me that, I tell them, I just ask them, "Do you know who John Cena is?" And they were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "I want to be like him." And they're like, "Chill." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I remember. Um, the first OWA show at their new venue back in March. Yeah. You had quite a crew of your friends show up to that and just watching that. Yeah. That was fucking that was that was cool to see so many people supporting people that are like our age cuz mm-hmm. for the people that are listening to this that aren't like around our age group kind of 17, 18, 19 whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> 18-year-old males are probably the least supportive people on the face of this earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because they're all into their own, like, bravado of just, like, yeah. partying and being their getting, own, yeah. being, like, living on the edge because that, that's the age they're at, you know? Boys and girls doing that, partying a lot, yeah. drinking, smoking, and now, now vaping is, like, a thing. So, like, um, they're all yeah, into that crazy. stuff now. And, yeah, just it's hard to 
to to see people achieve stuff like that you know it's it's weird yeah so do your friends like come to a lot of your shows or do they come to you know if it's a big one uh it's mainly if i try to connect with them and tell them to come if okay. i do that they'll they'll for sure reach but um i don't really try to, to force them to come because they have their own lives as well so yeah. i wouldn't really want to interrupt with that with that but with owa with the first show that was there seeing that it was right beside my high school i invited as much people as I, as many people as i could just to get them uh just for them to see what i can do but sadly i didn't do that much i just had a little segment and like a yeah. one minute match where i got beat up was that was that where uh d-roy was he cracking would, the cracking the belt on you yeah yeah yeah, he yeah, yeah. The belt. yeah that was the one and then lance came and saved me that was, yeah <laughs> that's rough yeah um so uh going into a um a rumble on it's saturday right? saturday saturday yeah yeah um mark henry was explaining last time you know yeah. you come in are you gonna like do you know if you're gonna try and last long or if you're just gonna quick 30 uh, second honestly i have no idea mm-hmm. like anything can happen so that's why i'd rather just keep an open mind to anything and just be ready to to execute the plan of of whoever wants me what they want me to do you know yeah so yeah just we'll see how it goes yeah <laughs> it's exciting man yeah it's um is exciting. there i don't see i don't know a lot about acclaim is there a reward if you win the rumble oh yeah the winner of the rumble eventually gets a world title opportunity in okay. the next show i believe yeah uh, and yeah. who is their world champion mvp yeah michael Von oh Payne. michael okay i was gonna say one, of, one, of, one of your uh yeah yeah the acclaimed pro wrestling champion is montel vontavious porter man i was like whoa i love that guy yeah <laughs> no Seven. one of your uh and mike is one of your trainers though junior how do you think it, I, like if when whatever whatever word you want to use if you get that let's shot. Say, let's say you win the Rumble yeah. and you get a shot at MVP. Mm-hmm. What do you think that match dynamic could turn into? Uh, in my opinion, I, I'll i have a lot of hope in knowing that that match is going to be good because it wouldn't be the first time we went against each other. No. I faced him many times beforehand yeah. in Le Zero Set mm-hmm. and those matches weren't pretty, were, were pretty good as well. And so I know for a fact that would be a, they'd, we'd have some pretty good matches. We'd have a pretty good match for the title. <laughs> now... Um, in like going throughout this year and a half, mm. how has becoming a wrestler changed your life? I mean, it's not like I'm not saying like, oh, it's opened my eyes to so many opportunities. I mean, like <laughs> how you live your lifestyle, like doing you can't do a lot of things because you want to risk getting injured. Yeah, you know, that's very true. Yeah. But um, yeah, a lot of things have changed and like I'm much more busy. So I'm very thankful for that with stuff like stuff like this, doing podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, going to training wrestling at shows during the weekend it's kept me very busy and also with work so thankfully it's kept me moving so i'm never i'm not lazy that much but on my off days i make sure just to rest and sleep eat a lot and oh yeah for eating that's something else with wrestling i've been eating a lot more because i got i'm trying to get big like all my opponents that's that's the goal what's your goal for like the end like how big do you want to be by the end of this year let's say oh that's something i didn't really think about that i'm just (laughs) you just want to eat to get bigger you haven't really set a specific yeah i never really set a specific goal i just want to yeah. just gain some weight that's about how, it how tall are you you're i am five ten. but people yeah, okay. always think i'm lying saying i'm six feet but yeah I, you look six feet yeah yes, i know that but i think it's i mean there. i mean he looks six feet standing next to fucking me yeah <laughs> here i am fucking five eight and a half like what the hell <laughs> but yeah. yeah um when it came to what else when it came to not doing much to prevent my inj- to prevent injuries i um did that as a kid as well because like as a kid i told myself i want to be a wrestler so i don't want to do anything i wanted to do football really bad but i, yeah. I told myself don't do football because you might get hurt and if you get hurt you can't be a wrestler that was me as a kid yeah so yeah that that never really changed so i still don't really do any other sports other than my work i work as a gymnastics coach yeah so i pretty much have to do some stuff like that flips and stuff to help teach the kids that's and fun yeah it's that's, fun that's practice for you it's, yeah it's also <laughs> training as well to like for some maneuvers i do in the ring so that's very good yeah do you um i know you you have a you do the frog splash um what are your like moves i don't want to say like the classic signature like the five moves of doom five moves of doom but do you have like a set thing that you try and incorporate in all your matches yeah um the other than the frog splash of course yeah i got the frog splash i have the um one move i try to keep bring back because i really like this move when um cm punk used it the whole arm chop neck breaker thing yeah like i got that move from him and i because i was really big fan of his mm. and i liked how that move it was such a simple move but it looked very fancy as to how you executed it yep so it's very very nice so I, I wanted to use that move 
also with that bulldog where i go off the springboard and i spin into like the bulldog type of thing yeah. i got that move from my trainer he was pretty cool because he came up with it so fast but he didn't even want me to he didn't even want to teach that move exactly he just it was a mistake he did and he's like oh you should do that do that what i just out. did yeah because it worked out yeah it was cool uh a move I saw that I have a question about. I've never once thought about asking a wrestler about a move because I have never seen a move like this. I don't know if I'm just uncultured. Um, but <laughs> during the Stu Grayson match, and I don't know if you do this often, um, he was kind of like crouched down a little. Yeah. And you jumped onto his back, oh, jumped yeah. off in frog And did the frog splash thing, yeah. To his back. Yeah, that was... Um, was that you or was that somebody else? It was somebody else. But I'd, rather, I'd rather keep him unnamed. Okay. Because I don't want to get in trouble, but yeah, yeah. it was a, a move that um, I was given that move, and I, when they asked if I could do it, I, I did it. I training, and they were like, "Dude, you should do that all the time." But it's it's hard because you never it really is. know who exactly is good as a good base from what mm-hmm. I hear from everybody. And like um, as you saw in the stew match, I slipped on the first time because he's he's a sweaty man, so like yeah. very slippery for the first one. Yeah. Second one, ca- hopefully cut. Sorry, I gladly caught my footing on his back and splashed him, so that was good. Yeah. Yeah, you're not yeah. gonna want to pull that move off on, on a guy like uh, I'm just trying to think. Like you're not gonna probably want to pull that off on Tom on Tamal uh, Dick, mm. but you're also not gonna want to pull like, it off on a guy like Eli Everfly. You gotta yeah. find like that middle ground yeah. kind of thing. Oh, but Tom Thomas the Duke, would he, he'd be good. I'll hit him with anything. He'll he'll sit there and like it. I don't like that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a risky move. It's yeah, risky. yeah, it's a, it's a, I, when I saw it, I I, I popped. Not like <laughs> yeah. I didn't like scream, yeah. but I was like, yeah. whoa! <laughs> yeah, it was a surreal kind of to see. Yeah, yeah. And going, <laughs> sorry, were you? Oh, I was just laughing. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that I wanted to sort of touch upon when it comes to the Stu Grayson match from Acclaim. The in-ring sort of dialogue and the sort of psychology there, was that something that you and Stu spoke about before, or was that all improvised? Uh, a little bit of both. Like, cause really? All, eh? all Stu really said was just, I'm just going to trash talk you. And then in the match, I kind of just responded to his trash talk. Oh, so he said that he was going to trash talk you, but you didn't say that you were going to... Oh, never, never. We It's all. It's mainly just improv. You go with the flow. Christ. Well, whatever happens, it happens. And thankfully, things work. They went by well. It, it seemed like it was well it was well executed oh very very that is something that's missing in today's wrestling (laughs) especially on tv you don't see the wrestlers on raw smackdown dynamite nxt you don't see them talking to each other that way yeah Yeah. but mainly because when you see dialogue between the wrestlers it's something mainly done in indie shows because it's more of a thing between the people in the crowd you know right they can understand it because if you say you do it on tv and no one hears what you're saying on like on the screen say if you're watching it at home and you're just like what are they talking about and it's only the crowd that hears them it kind of would take away from the match that's why i guess that's why commentators exist on tv yeah as well because they they explain (laughs) most of this stuff yeah yeah um So going going a little bit forward here, um, you're I don't I don't think we asked this last time. I can't remember now. But mm. do you have like a dream opponent? I asked him this earlier. Yeah, you yeah. Did. I have many dream opponents, but um, off the top of my head, um, I'll think of some people just like uh, guys like Matt Angel. We yeah. got uh, Ben Tall. We got Kobe Durst. Yeah. Um, who else? I know there's so many I'm I'm missing in my head, but those are the ones I can really think of off off the bat. Yeah. There's so many, but I never really I never really have a list. I just go with the flow and see what's given to me, and then when it happens, I'm just like I prepare myself sort of. Yeah. Maybe whenever Sheldon Jean comes back. Uh, Sheldon Jean, I'm really excited for that opportunity, man, because he's so good, and I've I've known him for a while though. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's cool. Nice. It's cool, man. Um, I have a question, again, um, about moves and stuff in wrestling. Because, you know, it's like doing your first moves must be scary. Mm-hmm. You know, getting in there for the first time must be scary. What was it like coming off the top rope for the first time, doing suicide dives? You know, oh, I'm not, I guess you can't really call them that anymore, I guess. Tope suicidas. But yes, those. Oh, well, you know. suicide dives is the same, like, same yeah. thing. Yeah, but you can't really call them that anymore because the idea. WC are gonna get mad because La Parca 2 died after yeah. that whole thing oh, that 
happen. Yeah, so many crickets. Anyways, <laughs> diving outside rope jumps. Yeah, those yeah. are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's it like doing big high spot moves like that for uh, the first time? The first time I did it was at um o OWA, I think. It was um it was freaky at first, but it was like the adrenaline was hitting, so you didn't was really it feel at the that thing. first show. I think it was. Yeah, I did it on all three of them. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. Beat me up after that because they caught me and slammed me into the ground. But um, I didn't feel a thing because the adrenaline's hitting. And then after you do the first one, the fear of, of doing it leaves. And then as soon as that happens, you can hit any uh, right off the spot. So wow. it's, it's cool. Yeah, you do the, you jump over the ropes kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, yeah, I feel like it's harder to, not discounting you, I feel like it's hard to go through the ropes. It is pretty hard because you have to have precision. Because if you yeah. hit the ropes, you can easily just, your momentum could easily stop and you go straight down to the floor. Yeah. Like we've seen Sankara do yeah, that. Like times. La Parca too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, and uh, you came to Frog Splash Eddie Guerrero, right? You're a big Eddie Guerrero fan? Yeah, Eddie Guerrero, but I wanted to make sure it mainly would look like an RVD type of Frog Splash because mm. his looked much more devastating, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think it's the way that RVD sold it, though, right? Because yeah, he would, because, yeah. yeah, the recoil, and then he would bounce around pulling a uh, pulling a rock, selling the stunner kind of thing, yeah, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, man. Because it looks, it looks that much more uh, impactful and devastating, so it's cool. All right, so we got one more question for you before we segue into the weekly show. Um, David Benoit recently did an interview with AEW's Chris Van Vliet about yeah. wanting to begin wrestling. Now, above everything else that he sort of spoke about in that interview, the one thing that's kind of really surfacing is the fact that he would like to wrestle under the name of Chris Benoit Jr. <laughs> Yeah. What honest, are your thoughts on that, man? Uh, honestly, I think it's a it's a it's pretty intense, very risky because like it's a very it's it's been very um it's a curse casted name out kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, but it's the name's been casted out from the business after yeah. what what happens, which is a tra it was a really big tragedy. But, but yeah, I'm sh if he's really committed to 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 the decision, it'll eventually maybe work. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the reason that you had. That's the reason why your ring name is junior benito mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, we're not gonna put we're, 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 we're still gonna leave you hanging <laughs> yeah if you still haven't um, figured it out last, uh, last go pay comments. attention to wwe from 2006 yeah last little comments here just to wrap this fully thing up fully th full thing up yeah. um where you obviously want to be a big star wrestler you know um oh, that's the goal yeah yeah you don't want like where's your desired promotion desired promotion we talked about this when you were here last time which yeah. was now it now it was like 15 weeks ago which oh, is nuts man. to think about. uh 20 like, 20 weeks? no no it was not no 20. It's a long like time ago. 14, yeah, like it 14, like 16. Six, yeah, 146, so, however long October. ago that was. Ooh. It was October. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was very different then, you know, with AEW just starting, WWE still being okay. Yeah. Uh, and Ring of Honor <laughs> was not in the can. In it. Like, where where do you, if you could pick one place, uh, ideally and honestly, where would your heart want you to go? Uh. <sighs> Uh, childhood reasons. Yeah, it would probably be um like WWE, mm -hmm. but as I got older, AEW is obviously an option because yeah. like when you think about it. I'll, all I really want out of this business is to make a living out of it. If I could yep. just live my life being a wrestler and nothing less, not not like a gymnastics coach or anything. Not saying I don't love the job, gymnastics, for my boss is probably listening. I, I love you and I love my job. You already know that. But um, <laughs> Pat, I, Eddie, pay attention here. Yeah, man. Yeah, love those guys. But um, <laughs> uh, if I could just make a living out of the wrestling, it would. I'd be a true blessing in life, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a good way to wrap this up. Yeah. yeah. Junior, you're going to be <laughs> at the C4 show this Friday probably on the pre-show you're mm -hmm. going to be in the Acclaim Rumble in February you're heading down to Montreal for FLQ mm. yeah where can we find you on social media? Social media, I'm on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and um, I just got a Twitter, so now if yeah. you want to follow me. I was going that. through your Twitter. Your Twitter's um, it, it, it's an interesting Twitter feed. Yeah, it's 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 odd. It's random. Yeah, it's whatever I feel at the moment, and yeah, you're gonna see a lot of food on there. I, that's what yeah. Twitter's for, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks so much for uh, coming in here. Oh, no problem, man. Yeah. It's always an honor. Awesome. And now we throw things straight to the news of the week. This is your wrestling news update. 
Welcome back inside the CKDJ studios for another episode of Wrestling With Ideas. I am the Shockmaster. Uh, this is a bit of a strange one. Uh, as you just heard, we did an interview with Junior Benito, friend of the show, friend of mine, uh, and Colin was there. Sadly, um, tonight is the night of C4's event, so Colin is working ring staff. So, uh, the time of recording this right now, um, it's just me. Uh, this is going to be a weird episode because it's just going to be me. Um, very excited. I think it'll be kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's get started with some news. First bit of news we are starting off with tonight. It's a weird one. Last weekend um, was NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. Um, afterwards, there was a, a Q&A with Triple H, um, and he made a comment about Paige. Um, it was it was obviously a joke. I, um, I'm going to defend Triple H here. Um, he made a co- comment saying, it was a joke comment, saying, Paige probably has some kids that she doesn't know about. Just a joke because of Paige's history with um, adult videos being leaked um, and that sort of thing. Uh, The joke doesn't even make sense biologically. He was just joking around having fun. Sadly, it was taken out of hand with uh, Paige's boyfriend making a tweet saying, fuck Triple H 2020, sorry for the language, Um, and Nikki Bella coming out and talking about how it's disgusting how people treat the divas. Interesting that both Ronnie Radke, Paige's boyfriend, and Nikki Bella said um, uh, divas. I think that's just ridiculous. It's getting taken out of hand. Triple H does not deserve that. Our next story here today is uh, is a very interesting one, in my opinion. Uh, in an interview with Chris Van Vliet of AEW and uh, a famed uh, wrestling YouTube interviewer, uh, he did an interview with uh, Davey Benoit. Um, and Davey Benoit basically said he does want to get into the wrestling business. He does uh, love that, and uh, he wants to go by the name of Chris Benoit Jr., now, because he also went to that AEW taping, uh, a lot of people are leading to believe that he will be joining AEW. Uh, I, I think that's interesting. I don't know if Chris Benoit Jr. is the right move. Um, I think just having the name Benoit enough is a little controversial, so maybe just stick with that. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, WWE has banned Davy Boy Benoit, Davy Boy Benoit, Davy Boy Smith, um, Davy Benoit from attending uh, WWE shows. Uh, it's very immature. It's a very WWE move. Um, I'm not happy to hear that. It's very childish. Um, it's just your competitor. Uh, that kid has gone through enough, don't you think, WWE? Don't don't act up here. This is just an immature and uh, not. It's not sensical. You know, you're just. <sighs> On to our next story. Where, oh, where are my ice cream bars? That line is from CM Punk back in 2011. Now, last episode, we talked about how they we are getting WWE Superstars ice cream bars. I'm very excited about that, being a Punk fan and being an ice cream fan. Um, this is just a fun piece of news. I'll probably do this with updates for ice cream bars, but um, the date of the ice cream bars is officially the weekend of WrestleMania. So you can pre-order them or you can just get them in stores the day of Mania. That's going to be incredible for all the people that do Mania parties like I do. Um, Yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. Next story here is AEW's contract extension with TNT. TNT extending their contract into 2023 and giving them the option of having a second weekly show. I don't know if the second second weekly show is the move for AEW, um, just seeming as they already have one, two shows, one on YouTube, one on TV. I think that's enough content, and they would have to be competing with either Friday Night SmackDown or Monday Night Raw, and I don't think that's the move for them at the moment. Maybe down the road, but not right now. And our last piece of news here is a bit of a, um, a, a shocking uh, one is uh, over the weekend, Tessa Blanchard, uh, Tully Blanchard's uh, daughter, has won the Impact Championship, first woman to ever win the Impact Championship. 
Um, but before her match, all these reports came out that she um, she was a racist. Uh, she said some inappropriate things to some uh, different cultures. Um, I think it's interesting that all these clips are coming out now as she is going into the biggest match of her career. Um, I'm not going to pick a side here. I, uh, I think in society nowadays, people pick and choose when they think to release these things. Um, if it's true, uh, very, very inappropriate for Tessa Blanchard to uh, say those things. I don't think it's right, though, for people to try and sabotage careers just because they have a little, a little bit of an argument with someone and they said some things that are not appropriate. If you had, if you were really offended by that, you should have released that and come out and said that and talked about that with her and with her company years ago. You've held that under your belt um, and you're bringing it up now just as she's hitting the pinnacle of her career. It's immature, it's childish, and uh, I don't think we should stand for that anymore in this day and age. It happens outside of the wrestling world. It happens all over, and it's quite frankly disgusting. Now we take a look at the week that was in pro wrestling. to our wrestling week um i don't think for the podcast for a while here we are going to be rocking the smackdown shows um unless it's something very very important they're just it's, it doesn't flow with our schedules and um it's kind of the same thing every week we it's hard to it's hard to you know talk about so we're gonna go right into our sunday event which was NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. That is a mouthful of a title. First matchup here was uh, Trent Seven and Eddie Dennis. Um, a match I was not too familiar with. Uh, too, I know uh, Trent Seven, uh, Mustache Mountain and everything. Eddie Dennis, not not sure who he was, but he did pick up the victory over Trent Seven. And it was, in my opinion, the worst match of the night. After that, we had our NXT UK Women's Championship match with Kylie Ray, Tony Storm, and Piper Neven. Um, very impressive match, in my opinion. Uh, I, I, it was a presumable, like I knew um, Kylie Ray was going to retain her title. Um, hell of a match, though. Um, these NXT takeover matches, let me tell you, do not sleep on these pay per views. Uh, well, this next match here that I'm going to be talking about, in my opinion, um, could be a. Could be one of the greatest NXT UK. It probably, it's hard to say because they had some barn burners, but Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. Just a incredible, incredible match. Um, crowd was split, you know, Jordan Devlin, God, some cheers, some booze, you know, same with Tyler Bate. Uh, those moves, though, the worth, the work ethic between those two, you know, uh, the high flying spots, the just straight up British strong style, you know, um, they were tuckered out, which was noticeable in some moments, but they got the this is awesome chance. They got the fight forever chance. These two, they deserve the world here. Uh, Jordan Devlin, obviously trained by Finn Balor, looks like Finn Balor, wrestles like Finn Balor. I hope he goes places in the NXT UK scene. Our next matchup here, the NXT UK Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way Ladder Match. Say that five times fast. That's an insane, like, you have to. It was the teams of Gallus. Oh, hang on a second. Do I not have all the team names written down? Okay, well, I'll say the ones that I uh, I know. Gallus, uh, Grizzled Vets or whatever. Yeah, Grizzled Young Grizzled Veterans, yeah. Uh, Imperium and Mark Andrews and Quinn. Match very, 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 very good. Flash Morgan Webster. I am so sorry, not Quinn. Yeah, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Those two uh, worked so hard. They went after Mark Coffey with the table thing, the double swanton. I thought Imperium should have won, but how Gallus retained the title is very impressive. Now, our final match here. The United Kingdom Championship match: Walter versus Joe Coffey. I uh, I've know I know both of these guys from their independent stuff. Um, hell of a match, Walter for his size and his build. Insanely good worker. Same with Joe Coffey. But favorite spot of that match? After, it was an incredible match. But favorite spot of that was the ref bump, um, where. Walter did a drop kick and fully gave it to that referee. That referee went flying. Uh, I would give it maybe, maybe an A plus. 
that match, especially with the finish going with the Undisputed Era coming out to attack Walter uh, in Imperium, um, which is kind of the Undisputed Era of uh, the UK scene, if you don't know anything about NXT UK. So uh, having the Undisputed Era attack Imperium was a cool thing to set the tones for the upcoming pay-per-view before the Royal Rumble, which is um, Worlds Collide, which will involve NXT teams and NXT UK teams fighting for brand supremacy, just like Survivor Series used to be with Raw and SmackDown. Heading into Monday Night Raw here is uh, something I do not say often. This was a very, very well done Raw. It started off with a Drew McIntyre, not Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton in a triple threat match. A very good match with high spots, you know, Styles doing the RKO, uh, Orton doing the Styles Clash, but Drew McIntyre... Picking up the win heading into uh, the next couple weeks here going into Royal Rumble, which is interesting because you keep that rivalry with Orton going in styles, but you make McIntyre look like a main eventer, beating two people. Between the two of them, they've held 15 world or 16 world championships between the two of them, uh, Orton and Styles. So McIntyre looking like a million bucks coming out of that match. Next match here, uh, lower grade here in my opinion, Ricochet versus Mojo Rawley. Uh, I find it interesting that Ricochet is moving down on the card. I know you're supposed to feel like it's Mojo Raleigh coming up on the card, and that's why they're pairing these two. But with Mojo's work rate and how the matches are going, it's making Ricochet look like he's a mid-carder and not a main eventer. Which is, you know, whatever. Um, But this next match is the opposite. Sarah Logan versus Charlotte Flair. This made Sarah Logan look uh, like more of a main eventer than made Charlotte look like a... uh, mid-card. Logan did not pick up the win against Flair, but it highlighted her skills and it it, it made, it it was a good match. It made Charlotte look uh, dominant. Brock Lesnar came out after that to uh, discuss his, um, I guess his Royal Rumble appearance. Um, It was really just all about the fans reacting to Lesnar. Um, It was the first time in a while where they've really gotten full fans booing Lesnar. Problem is, is Paul Heyman then spoke so well that they turned the fans back into Lesnar's good side. So it's kind of defeating the purpose of what they want to go with with Brock Lesnar. Luckily, R-Truth came out to save the freaking day. And uh, he said, I, I can't remember, I don't want Brock Lesnar to take me to Sioux Falls City. Yeah, and then uh, which led to the crowds, you know, chanting "What's up?" and "We love you, our truth." And then uh, Lesnar smoking uh, our <laughs> truth with a F five and grabbing the mic and saying, "That's what's up," because Lesnar has a ridiculously high pitched voice for a man that is so brawny. Now we thought this rivalry would be over by now, seeming as it's heading into its. I want to say. F- It's been going on since I've been on the show, basically. Uh, Yeah, it started two weeks after I got on. So this is probably its uh, 15th week, which is upsetting. Um, Rusev and Bobby Lashley. We thought that their rubber match would have happened already. It did not. Hopefully this was it with Lashley picking up the win over Rusev. It's definitely going to lead to a a mixed tag team match with Liv Morgan and Rusev versus Lashley and Lana. And hopefully, I pray, I pray, I pray, that is the finish to that rivalry. After that, we got an open challenge from the Viking Raiders, and the Singh brothers came out to answer. They were obviously smoked because they are the Singh brothers, and the Viking Raiders used to be called War Machine. So that's just, you know, (laughs) you don't beat a team named War Machine. After that, we had the Becky Lynch and Asuka contract signing for their Royal Rumble match. Uh, good good little promos between uh, Becky Lynch, and that's it, because I don't speak Japanese, so I don't know what Asuka was saying. Um, interesting, though, uh, that they put, uh, they put Asuka over for this one with hitting her with the mist. Uh, Becky said some stuff after. I can't remember exactly, but it still put Asuka over, in my opinion. Now, this one, I, I, I could watch these two all day. Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy. This was the third one. Um, after TLC and then uh, Raw after TLC and now this one, uh, this past week, 
Black versus Murphy have been the highlights of every show that they use these two have been on. But every time Alistair Black has picked up the win. So I think that this is it now. Um, unless they keep going until Mania. Maybe slap a title in between the two. I don't know which one you can take because I don't want Andrade to lose it. But these two are... Uh, that's why I think Raw should have three titles. I'll get into that. No, you know what? I'm going to get into that now. Raw should have three titles. This rivalry would mean so much more if they had a, a lightweight or something like that uh, European title in, in this match because um, you want you have three hours of shows. You can have that title be showcased on every hour. You could have uh, like U.S. first hour, European or whatever title, second hour, and then the third hour of Raw can be focused on the main event scene. That's just my opinion. A-plus match, maybe even match of the week for me. Um, it was incredible match led to some incredible stuff Eric Rowan in action against the jobber blah 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 whoa Eric Rowan won he has a thing in a cage whatever let's talk about the main event let's talk about it because I am happy with Seth Rollins' work the messiah of Monday Night Raw great slogan not slogan but great catchphrase he's going by a uh, new t-shirt out I hope he gets a new titantron and stuff um we got to make it so the fans don't scream burn it down. So maybe you have to take it out and have it go back to his old heel theme. Um, AOP and Rollins defeating Joe Owens and the Big Show in a fist fight match. And it basically was a uh, triple threat um, last man standing match is really what it was. But they defeated Joe Owens and the Big Show after the assist from Buddy Murphy who obviously is in losing ways after every match against Aleister Black. He's looking for redemption, so he is seeking the guidance of the Messiah of Monday Night Raw, the Monday Night Messiah. It's a great way to uh, have a new heel faction on the team. Um, I think it can go far. Uh, I think if you do a um, a four-on-four, Black, Big Show, Joe Owens versus AOP, You need to have a team name for them, I think, so I don't have to say all their names together, but AOP, Rollins, and Buddy Murphy. It would be very interesting to see. I really hope that's what happens next. And now we move on to Wednesday Night Wars. Wednesday Night Wars are something I look forward to every week. It is my favorite day of the week, all because it is the night to watch wrestling. We started off NXT. With Keith Lee promising to start 2020 off by stopping the Undisputed Era. I do believe Keith Lee will do that by defeating Roderick Strong. Uh, I can't remember if this match is next week. Uh, If it is, uh, I'll be very, very interested to see if they take it off him before Worlds Collide, where the Undisputed Era take on Imperium. I think Roderick Strong needs to retain that one to take on Imperium in their full glory. But I also feel that it is Keith Lee's time. After that, we got a very, very interesting match with Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster taking on Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, Tag Team Classic, of course. Um, The Broser Waits, all with mustaches now, which was a funny little uh, thing that Matt Riddle did. It was a very good match with Dunne and Riddle picking up the win over Andrew and Webster. NXT has a problem with their Dusty Rhodes classics because for the past, well, half of the tag team wins. I remember every single one. The first one was um, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. The second one was AOP. Third one was Undisputed Era. And the last one last year was um, War Raiders. But the problem is is they always throw in these two singles guys to make it to the end, no matter what, if they win or if they come in second. Um, and they, uh, they, they throw them together and they try and push them as this big tag team. And I don't understand. Now that I'm thinking about it, no. Uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet did win last year's. So yes, uh, every half of the uh, tag team classic tournaments was won by two singles performers that had nothing going on, so they threw them together. 
This next segment here had the Undisputed Era attacking Tommaso Ciampa, which led to the reforming of DIY. DIY putting out a new t-shirt, and it was announced that at Worlds Collide, it will be DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Very interesting. Can't wait to watch that. This one here um, shocked me. It was the Time Splitters versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. I thought they would give it to the Time Splitters. I even thought the Time Splitters could win this. Uh, Alex Shelley and Kushida being the Time Splitters. Uh, sadly, the uh, Grizzled Young Vets picked up the win and are moving forward in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. It's a shame, but you know what? Sometimes you you, you have too many storylines going on and one one match has to suffer. Now, Leo Rush versus Tyler Breeze versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. The winners, um, the winner of that match got entered in a fatal four-way title match at Worlds Collide for the Cruiserweight title. Isaiah Swerve Scott picking up the win. Kind of would like to see Breeze pick up the win there, but I think it was Isaiah Swerve Scott uh, was a good pick. Now, the number one contenders, NXT Women's title battle royal there it is number one contender for the this battle royal would pick the number one contender for the nxt women's title uh casey cadenzaro made her nxt return which was interesting um you know i think um i think they picked the right winner with uh Bianca Belair because she just she deserves it the title match is going to take place at nxt takeover portland um which I think that is um, where they're doing Elimination Chamber. So we'll have to wait until February to see that match, which is okay because you don't want to do it at Worlds Collide and take away from that. So interested to see if uh, Bianca Belair can finally capture her gold or if she will be stuck with her normal ways of losing once she gets up to the main stage. AEW Bash at the Beach, AEW Dynamite, those things are the exact same this Wednesday because it was AEW's Bash at the Beach on Wednesday night last week. Starting off with a fatal four-way to determine the number one contenders for the World Tag Team Championships. Now you had the Young Bucks, Hangman and Omega, Santana and Ortiz, and the Best Friends. Very, very good match. Very good match. Um, Surprised in the moment with the winners being Paige and Omega, but I now understand where they're going with it. Uh, Hopefully, if I'm smart at wrestling, which, you know, I, I like to think I am. Last week, I guaranteed to you that at Revolution, Hangman Page and Omega were going to face each other. Sorry, I burped. Are going to face each other. Um... I think that that is what they're setting up here. I think uh, Paige is going to snap on Omega after losing their tag team title match in the next week or so. Um, I think it's two weeks away. Anyways, Paige and Omega will lose their tag title match, and then Omega uh, Paige will snap on Omega, attacking him, leading up to their match at Revolution. Now, Cody Rhodes responding to MJF's stipulations. Very good promo from Cody. Um, I'm not just saying that because he's a friend of the show. Um, very, very good uh, classic work. Um, responding to all these stipulations that MJF threw out there. Um, looks like in the next two weeks, we're going to be getting the first ever AEW steel cage match with Cody Rhodes and Wardlow. Uh, after that, it was uh, Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida versus Mel and not Awesome Kong. It was supposed to be Awesome Kong, but it was Brandy Rhodes. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, this was a weak match. <laughs> Their women's division is not fully, uh, you know, fleshed out yet. But you know what? Hey, WWE, it took them like 25 years to get the women right. So we they got time. Uh, obviously, it was uh, I think it was Chris Statlander's team that picked up the win. If I'm yes, Chris, Stat- Chris Statlander and Sheeta picked up the win on that one. Up next at Bash at the Beach, we got John Moxley versus Sammy Guevara. The winner of this match goes on to the Jericho Cruise next week to face the winners between Pac and Darby Allen for a number one contenders match against Jericho. Uh, John Moxley picked up the win. 
uh, against a very good match with uh, Sammy Guevara. Um, after the match, Jericho and the rest of the inner circle attacked John Moxley and tried poking out his eye, rendering him incapable of the match next week. So, the thought process during the show was, Moxley is out, now whoever wins between Pac or Darby Allen just gets a match against Chris Jericho. Now, the next match after that was DDP's in-ring return. Uh, since his last appearance at the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal in 2016. Now, he was teamed up with QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes to face Butcher and the Blade and MJF. A very good match. Very underrated, in my opinion. I think uh, there should be more talk on the town about it. Um, but MJF and the Butcher and the Blade picked up the win, pinning, I think it was QT Marshall, which was the safe one to pin with a roll-up. Uh, DDP was looking good. Uh, I was surprised he was looking so good. I'm impressed and I'm happy about that. But now our main event, Pac versus Darby Allen to determine who will be the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. Now... This was a, I don't want to say perfect match, but it, it was kind of a perfect match. You, you, ha, you saw both men show their strengths and their weaknesses. You know, Pac always going for those killer moves and Darby Allen being able to, to know what's coming and, and reverse and counter. So you got to see Darby Allen. Uh, and Pac just have a barn burner of a match. Uh, Pac picking up the win after hitting a... Um, Black, it's a black arrow now. Yeah, black arrow on the back of Darby Allen. Darby Allen had already been through a lot during that match, so that was just enough for Pac to roll him over, pick up the win, and he will be going to face the AEW champion, Chris Jericho. But before they could even fully celebrate, John Moxley crawled out of an ambulance, a thing over his eye, a towel over his eye because he was bleeding from them trying to stick out his eye and declared, no, I won my match next week on the Chris Jericho Cruise, the Rockin' Wrestling Rager Part de at sea. They will have their number one contendership bout to see who will face AEW champion, Chris Jericho. Now, I know what you guys are all thinking. Mitchell, the Shockmaster Schweitzer, the sexy boy, the co-host of Wrestling With Ideas, the student at Algonquin College's CKDJ 1079 radio broadcasting program, who won the Wednesday Night Wars, in my opinion. I think AEW had an incredible show with only one match that uh, was a bit of a downfall. Where NXT, in my opinion, are starting to focus too much on the Undisputed Era. I mean, they had three segments in NXT's show. Um, I get it. They're over. Um, you guys, you got You have more talent there. You have more talent, you know? You have more. Focus on them a little. I love the Undisputed Era. I love Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. All. Lo love them all. But you guys got to start focusing on other talent. Now, just from a match standpoint, I believe AEW won. But the winner of the TV ratings wars was still AEW. Uh, they blew NXT out of the water. AEW having close to a million uh, views. Uh, they were only 50,000 away from having 1 million views on their product, with NXT only having 700,000. Um, it's kind of been the case for the last, not full month, but almost full month. Um, I think AEW deserves it. It's a better product right now. Um, NXT, in my opinion, still blows most wrestling out of the water. That just shows you, man. AEW is the place to be. It's the company to be in right now. I'm, I, I, I was just talking with Junior Benito. He, we, we had a real conversation there where I said, man, where do you want to end up uh, to wrap it all off? And he did say for nostalgic reasons, you know, WWE, but that's still AEW thought is still in the air, you know? It's still, it still could be the next, it is the next WWE. It is, it is the counter to WWE right now. And I, and I can see that more independent wrestlers are not going for their WWE tryouts. 
They don't want to work there. They see the machine that they can get caught up in. AEW, you are in control. Everyone says it. Every wrestler that's there says it. I beg Indie Stars to give AEW a shot first. Because if anything, if it doesn't work out in AEW, you're still going to be a big name heading into WWE. Or Ring of Honor. Not Ring of Honor. <laughs> not Ring of Honor, guys. Don't go to Ring of Honor. New Japan, guys. It's not just WWE. Don't just go there. Keep your eyes open, you know? There's so much more out there. To wrap up the show, um, which has been a fun one for me, I, I hope I hope it sounds good, you know, just having one guy on here, but um, wrap up the show, I'm going to give you my wrestler of the week. And my wrestler of the week is Buddy Murphy. An incredible match against uh, Aleister Black and his storyline going forward, uh, in my opinion, really going to push him over the top. Uh, excited to see what he can do next. I think uh, I think tonight is SmackDown, and we're getting the Demon Kane. Uh, that will be interesting, and I'll probably talk about it next week. I'll bring I'll make sure to talk about Kane. Um, Royal Rumble's coming up. Excited to talk about that. Uh, I hope you guys uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, guys, have a good one. <laughs>